Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to this podcast episode number 147, Beyond the Feast, Unwrapping Your Values This Festive Season. Before we start, I want to let you know that I have a few private coaching slots opening up in January. If you would like to gift yourself well-being this Christmas, why not reach out and schedule a no-obligation chat to discuss whether private coaching is the right approach for you. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash private. And this is what a former private client who did just that and decided to gift herself private coaching for Christmas. This is what she shared. She said, my life has changed for the better. And Claire, you were the catalyst for getting me to look at things differently. Thank you. I continue to consume all your amazing support. And as Lindsay has said, I'm now listening, understanding and practically taking the steps to make my life better. To add for others, I would definitely recommend some private coaching if you have the resources. I treated myself for Christmas last year, the best Christmas present I have ever had. Okay, so on this episode, we are exploring how to make the most of the festive season. For me, that means experiencing all the magic and celebrations, feeling joy, connection and abundance, but without overindulgence and without unhealthy excess without feeling unrestrained and out of control and without any regret. When festive cheer fills the air and the street lights are twinkling, it's easy to get swept away in the whirlwind of feasts and overindulgences, which leave us feeling heavy, uncomfortable and lethargic. But it doesn't have to be that way. This month in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, we are diving deep into how to experience the best of what Christmas has to offer and start the new year feeling vibrant and energised. You see, the reason we do anything is because of how it feels or how we think it will feel. We're motivated to seek out pleasurable activities and we're so conditioned to see Christmas overeating and overdrinking indulgences as pleasurable that we don't stop to consider what we actually want and what it would look like to experience all of it without eating and drinking to excess. So please use this podcast episode as a reminder to take stock and consider what you value and what's important to you this Christmas season. Now, I'm always talking about finding the right balance between eating for nutrition and nourishment and eating for comfort and pleasure for you personally. And the festive season is a great time to really think about what that might look like for you and to explore new ways to create non-food comfort and pleasure. And so on this episode today, we're exploring three questions. The first one, what does it look like to enjoy food and drink at Christmas without overindulging? The second one, what does it look like to create the Christmas experience you want? And thirdly, how can we avoid falling into the trap of avoiding paying attention and telling ourselves we'll just refocus in January? And why does that matter? Okay. So what does it look like? That's what we're going to start with. What does it look like to enjoy food and drink at Christmas without overindulging? Well, let's first consider what I mean by overindulging. Overindulging, these are the ways that I used to, and if I am being totally honest, sometimes still do overindulge at Christmas time. 
So eating Christmas foods like mince pies just because they are in the shops and it's Christmas time. Eating whilst I prepare foods in the kitchen. Eating beyond full at mealtimes because it tastes good. Eating leftovers, so the cheese board, Christmas gift foods, etc. in the evenings, usually when I'm already pretty full, just because it's Christmas time and those foods are there in the fridge and cupboards. Drinking in the evening when watching television repeatedly, again, just because it's Christmas time. It's a theme here, isn't there? Drinking to excess at the office Christmas party to the extent that the next day is a write-off. Now, also towards the end of December and the first few days of January, I often find my eating increasing, partly because I'm telling myself that I need to be, in inverted commas, good, and also that is good in January, and also because I want to get rid of the excess food and drink still in the house. So does any of this sound familiar to you? I'm guessing that for some of you, it might sound pretty normal, and it is normal. And it's because of the way that we have all grown up, the way that we all picture Christmas. It's likely that most of us grew up with, you know, overindulging and overeating, eating at Christmas time. And it's so normal that we think that if we're not eating and drinking like this at Christmas time, or your version of this, then we kind of think we're being abnormal or depriving ourselves in some way or not joining in the Christmas spirit. And I also think that for many of us to give and receive food and drink to excess is an expression of love. And whilst I work at managing and not overindulging at Christmas for myself, I sometimes find that when I entertain, I still feel the urge to offer everything to overbuy and overprovide because I get pleasure from doing that. It feels like an expression of love. And I just think it's crazy how we've been conditioned to do this. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to eat and drink during Christmas week as if it was just any other week. So I'm not suggesting we do that. I want to make it feel special and I want food to be a part of that. But I want it to be a smaller part of what it means to make Christmas special so that I can get all of the pleasure without any of the net effects of feeling overindulged and stuffed and lethargic and uncomfortable and all of those things. So here are some suggestions and ideas for what it might look like to enjoy Christmas food and drink at Christmas time without overindulging. Now, first, you're going to want to increase your awareness of your overindulging patterns. This should be done without any judgment and with some curiosity. So reflect back on previous Christmases and write out the ways in which you typically overindulge. Is it all about the chocolate or the drink or the cheese? or the leftovers, or the Christmas cake. As I mentioned, mine would be about all of those, I think, except the Christmas cake. I've never been a fan of Christmas cake. Also, you might consider how many Christmas lunches you've got planned. Do you tend to eat a three-course meal at lunchtime and then still eat the same size dinner in the evening? I would have done that. Also ask yourself, why do I want to eat all the things at Christmas time? You'll probably get an answer such as, well, it's fun. I enjoy it. It just tastes so good or it creates a feeling of joy or connection with people or some other version of that. But I want you to dive deeper. I want you to try and peel back the layers and really evaluate, really consider, really investigate, probably a better word, why you think you want to eat that way at Christmas time, what you get from it, and ask yourself why you want to and why you don't want to, and what the positives are that you get from it and what the negatives are that you get from it as well. And I also want you to consider that if you've been conditioned to feel that way for decades to feel the way that overindulging feasting at Christmas time gives you what you want from Christmas, then 
you've been conditioned to believe that the reason you enjoy the Christmas season is because you relax and eat and drink all the things and are carefree about it. But actually, it's not the case. The reason you feel the positive emotions you feel is not because of the food and drink, but it's because of the way you're thinking about it. Okay, it's a subtle difference there. It's because of all of the stories. It's the underlying story that you have about what it means to celebrate Christmas. And this is good to know because it's possible to update that story and create more ways to experience the joy of Christmas without relying on food and drink to do that for you. So you don't have to feel deprived if you choose to have a healthier Christmas. Okay, I really want you to think about that. You can have a healthy Christmas, a Christmas of eating that is healthy for your emotional and your physical well-being without feeling deprived and without missing out. So when it comes to enjoying Christmas without overindulging, I want you to consider one, being more discerning in your food choices and two, not overeating them. Okay, there's a difference between eating certain foods and overeating them. So being more discerning with your choices is about evaluating and considering which Christmas foods and drinks you enjoy most, which are most important to you, and what version of those foods is your absolute favourite, and what experience do you want from eating that food. So let's take the mince pies, for example. Okay, now I know not everyone likes mince pies, but if you are a mince pie lover, I want you to consider why do you like them? Is it because the combination of mincemeat and pastry is one of your absolute favourite foods, or is it because of what they represent? Is it the connection you have between the food and the memories of Christmas or the anticipation of Christmas? And I'm going to guess that for most of you, it is going to be the latter. You might consider the same about your tin of Quality Street or whichever brand of chocolate you're affiliated with. Is it because the chocolate is your absolute favourite or is it because you have fond memories of passing around the tin of chocolates with family and friends? I want you to consider this so that you can show yourself it's not about the food. It's about what the food represents. And that's great news because you can create new ways of Christmas being with the same connections and positive feelings without the food or without eating the food to excess. So consider which foods you want to eat because you enjoy the food and which foods you're eating for the connection they have with the emotion you want to feel. Next, I want you to consider not overeating. Predominantly, it's not the eating and drinking of certain foods at Christmas time that leaves us feeling heavy and lethargic and has a negative impact on our physical and mental well-being. It is our overeating of them. What would it look like for you to enjoy Christmas foods and drinks that are most important to you without overeating and overdrinking them? What if you were to get the pleasure and experience you want without the negative What would that look like for you? And how would you go about creating that Christmas eating and drinking experience for yourself? For me, this looks like not eating mince pies. At least that is what I have decided to do this year. Previous years, I have planned to have just one or two at a special moment, such as wrapping presents with my daughter or when I first sit in our living room with the Christmas tree lights on and the fire lit. That might be an approach you want to take. I have decided for this year that I don't want mince pies and what I want to enjoy instead is some chocolate, some ice cream and a flour free chocolate log that I'm planning to make for Christmas lunch dessert and at this point I have to say mum if you are listening that is the plan for Christmas dessert but if I run out of time it might not happen it might end up being a shop bought one which is absolutely fine and so I'm just letting you know it's not set in stone to avoid any disappointment anyway So the chocolate I enjoy Christmas morning with some bubbles whilst opening presents 
and then I skip the breakfast so I'm not feeling heavy all day before Christmas lunch. For the ice cream, I'm not sure when I want to plan for that yet, but I want to experiment with making my own and it will be some Christmas version of an ice cream. So it could have been mince pie flavoured, but the truth is I'm not that fussed about mince meat. So it's more likely to be ginger or eggnog or orange flavoured or something like that. And by planning the foods that I want to enjoy, I notice I'm starting to look forward to them. And the last thing that I feel is deprived because I've decided not to have mince pies this year. I also just want to say, notice what food rules or rules you've got about food from your upbringing. The idea of eating chocolate for breakfast and then skipping what you might call a proper breakfast is probably something that would have been frowned upon in your youth. You don't have to abide by any of those rules. You are a grown human adult and you get to choose and decide how you want to eat. And if that looks like having chocolate for breakfast or ice cream for dinner, and that means that you are not overeating, but you're getting to enjoy a few of those foods that you really like, whilst also, of course, eating plenty of nourishing and nutritious food for the rest of the day, there's absolutely no harm in that, okay? I give you full permission to go and do that, all right? So another part of not overeating is to not eat beyond satiated at mealtimes. The best and what I find also the most difficult way of doing this is to pay attention whilst you're eating. Eat slowly and then notice when you're satiated. But as I said, that requires you to pay attention. And most of us habitually switch off and have very little awareness of our eating when we're eating because it's so automated. So that's something that you may want to spend a bit of time working on. Something else that you can do that you might find easier is to simply eat off a smaller plate and not go back for the second helping. Okay, so the next question I had for you was, what does it look like to create the Christmas experience you want? This is you taking a moment to ask yourself, what do you want? What do I want from this Christmas? What would I love for me this Christmas time? For some of you, it may be self-care and peace. For others of you, it might be about connection with others. And for others of you, it might be about feeling a party spirit. Once you know, then you can make a plan to experience and feel it. Also consider focusing on what you value during the festive season beyond food and material pleasures. For example, fostering deep connections with loved ones. The festive season is an opportunity to strengthen bonds with family and friends. By shifting the focus from food to spending quality time together, sharing stories and creating memories, you can foster deeper, more meaningful connections. We can also use the festive period for more reflection and gratitude. December can be a time for reflection on the passing year and expressing gratitude for aspects of our lives like health and relationships and personal growth and development. It's a chance to appreciate what we have. Something else to consider is the importance of adopting a practice of reduced consumerism and environmental impact and focus on values rather than materialism can help reduce the environmental impact of festivities as well. Also, by exploring non-material ways of celebrating, individuals and families can create new traditions that are unique and personally fulfilling, adding a fresh perspective to the festive season. Now, here are some suggestions, many of which you may already be doing or have considered before, but I encourage you to reconsider them. These are ways that you can create comfort, joy, the spirit of Christmas, whatever it is that you're looking for in non-food ways. So Christmas theatre, films, ballet or pantomimes. So whether it is a small village panto or seeing the Nutcracker at a major theatre, 
no matter your age, you can create a family tradition of such events which can give you the experience of Christmas magic and joy without the food. You can also, another something else you can do is walking family with family and friends or on your own, no matter what the weather is, wrap up warm and make it a tradition. You might also want to go to a wreath making workshop with friends. You could also volunteer and help out with some charitable activities. You can embrace the spirit of giving by volunteering at local shelters, participating in toy drives or helping with community events. Other things that you might enjoy might look like crafting and DIY decorations, engaging in making your own Christmas decks. These can include making wreaths, ornaments or even homemade gifts. And it's another great way to spend time with someone special or family or friends whilst being creative and not making it all about the food and drink. You might also want to attend religious services. So if you observe Christmas as a religious holiday, attending church services, nativity plays and other gatherings can be a central part of celebrating with others. And then there are other outdoor activities, organising or participating in carol singing, ice skating, and I'm sure there's others as well. One I particularly like is seeing the Christmas lights. So whether it's a mass organised light trail or ones, the Christmas lights in your local town, or one of my favourites is actually just to go for a walk around town when it's dusk and see all of the twinkling lights in everyone's house before they kind of draw their curtains for the evening. You might also want to go to a Christmas market. You could host a Christmas movie night at home featuring classic Christmas films, and that can be a cosy and relaxing way to spend time with loved ones too. You could exchange handwritten letters or cards expressing gratitude, love and holiday wishes. And you could participate in other community activities, sing-alongs or music events featuring Christmas carols. It's another powerful way to evoke the Christmas spirit. You could arrange a game night with board games or card games. Again, another fun way to spend time with family and friends without focusing on food. And for those of you who are far away from family and friends, you can, of course, organise virtual gatherings as a way to connect and celebrate together, whether it's sharing stories, playing games or just catching up. And something else you might want to consider is performing random acts of kindness during the festive season. It could be helping a neighbour, paying for someone's coffee or simply sharing a smile. And I know there will be many, many more. Okay, so the third question we have was, how can we avoid falling into the trap of avoiding paying attention and telling ourselves that we will refocus in January? And why does that matter? You see, it might be that we start out with good intentions, but then we kind of forget or we feel we have, you know, we go out and we overindulge and then we feel some regret at doing that and we judge ourselves for it and then we give up. Now, I encourage a daily practice of intentional journaling, planning and checking in with yourself to avoid falling into the trap of forgetting. Start each day with a practice of gratitude for yourself and other things in your life and then set your intention for the day. Do this consistently and it will help you remember that creating the balance between food and non-food comfort and joy is important to you and that it's important to your health and well-being. And with regards to falling into that place of thinking you've messed up, so you're just going to refocus in January, please don't do this. We do this because of our experience of all or nothing dieting, and it's never going to be the way to create the relationship with food that we want. Love yourself enough to show up and take care of yourself day after day, no matter how many times the day or evening before didn't go the way that you wanted it to. When we overeat, 
We have an opportunity to lovingly learn from ourselves. And if we decide to think, I don't want to do this now and we'll focus on being healthy next year, we just send a message to ourselves that we don't matter, that we're not important enough, that we're not a priority in our lives. You matter. Your health matters. You are worth taking a little time each day to lovingly focus on what's important to you in life. Living your best healthy life, learning how to not overindulge and feel all the magic of Christmas. Okay, that is what I really want for you. All right, that is what I wanted to share with you today. I want to wish you the very best December and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Okay, take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.